This is Ari Koretsky and welcome to Jews You Should Know, introducing the broader community to interesting and inspiring Jewish men and women making a difference in our world. Some are already famous, some not yet so, but each is a Jew you should know. And we are back with the next installment in our bridge building mini-series as part of the Israel podcast tour. However, this particular episode actually was not recorded live in Israel, but in fact was recorded beforehand remotely. But it fits beautifully into the series because it is actually an Israel-based organization and you will soon understand why it is such a perfect match for this mini-series about bridge building and healing the rifts in Israeli society. Tzili Schneider has done an unbelievable amount to advance that cause, coming from a most unexpected background and really pouring her heart and soul into this mission. It's perhaps one of the most inspiring journeys that I've encountered. And I really encourage people to look up Kesher Yehudi online to learn more about it after this interview. This interview actually was recorded in two parts, the majority at one point and then the last 15 or 20 minutes or so later on. And so you'll hear a little bit of a change in the sound on Celie's end because it was in fact two different points in time. But of course, her story is one unified journey of inspiration and influence on the Jewish world and on Israeli society. Kesher Yehudi's founder and director, Tzili Schneider. We are here with Tzili Schneider, the founder and director of Kesher Yehudi. How are you, Tzili? Fine, Baruch Hashem, I am fine. Wonderful. And you're coming to us from Jerusalem, I suppose? Yes, from Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh. Wonderful. So, Tzili, tell us a little bit about your background, where you were from, and what you were, uh, your upbringing was like. Okay, first of all, my name is Tzili Schneider. I am 56 years old. Uh, my husband is learning his Rosh Hashiva and Rabbi Shelevsky Shiva. I have, Baruch Hashem, 11 kids. Some of them married, and I have 26 grandchildren. Wow. I grew up in Meshorim, in a very, very nice, wonderful neighborhood. My childhood was very, very nice in Meshorim. First of all, I have special neighbors. One of my neighbors was Lopachot Veloyoter, Reb Yosef Sholem Eliashiv, Zecher Tzadik Livracha. The other one, was Baal Netivot Shalom of Shalom Noach Barazovsky, and he was my rabbi, and he was the reason why we grew up in Mea Sheorim, because Slonim Shul was in Mea Sheorim. My father was his second hand, very, very, very close to him, and we, my parents chose to live near the Netivot Shalom and near the Slonim, because I'm coming from Hasidish house. My husband is Litvish, but my father was Hasid Slonim, and just to, just to explain to everyone, when Celie is talking about where she grew up, so Mea Sharim is perhaps one of the most uh, religious neighborhoods in Israel, in the world, really. And she's telling us that, that she really lived among luminaries, among some of the greatest rabbis in the generation in that neighborhood. So a very, very rich 
and intensive Jewish upbringing. I just want to make sure everyone was clear on what you meant by that. So uh, go ahead, continue. Okay, maybe everyone thinks that uh, Meir Shorim is only for extreme people, but it's not right at all. There is a lot of uh, nice, warm, friendly people in Meir Shorim, and I can tell you in my generation, when I grew up there, it was very, very mixed, very, very mixed. It was Edach Haradit, like Satmer Hasidim, there was the extreme side, another Hasidim, like us, like Slonim, and also a lot of not from people at all. We used to live very, very nice together. We love each other. We appreciate each other. And I, I, did, I was not apart from the extreme society because we are not any connection with Satmer, with Adach Haradit, but we love them very much and they love us. And we used to live very nice together, even with the people that was not religious at all. We didn't fight each with other. We was very, very nice together. When I, I, I remember Milchemet, the Six Days War. I was in Meashorim, I was six years old. And I remember the war very, very, very strongly. We danced together in the street, even before the war end, before, before it finished. We was in the street, I don't remember who, but one of the Hasidim took me and put, I was six years girl, like very young girl. One of them took me and put him on the shoulders and we danced together, men and women, Datiim and Chiloniim. I mean, from all the extreme sides, we danced together. We feel that Hashem was with us in the Milchama, in the war. We feel that it was a big miracle, a big ness, and we feel we have Chuas Hashem together. It doesn't make a difference who we are and which side are we. We just felt like one side, and it was really very, very strong in, in our mind. It was really very strong idea that we are one side, and the Arabs, they want to kill us, they are the other side. This was in my idea when I was six years old. And I remember one of the neighbors didn't come out to dance with us. It was Rabbi Yashiv. And he said, after many years, he said, I'm sorry, I was so busy. He didn't start to study. So he was, I think he was the only one that he didn't come to the street to dance with us together. So this was my, my childhood, okay? Also, I want to tell... My mother was very from. She came from Litvish house, but my father was very Hasid. But they both has very, very open mind. My mother never let us to say the word Dati or Chiloni, religious or not religious. She say every time. There is only one difference. Yehudi, Jew, or Ben Noach, not Jew. That's it. There is no word Dati or Chiloni in Chazal. There is no such a word in the Torah, in the Gemara, in the Haloche. No word like Dati, Chiloni, Dati, Leumi, Sfaradi, Ashkenazi, Israeli, Amerikai. There is only very, very simple word. Yehudi and Ben Noach. That's it. Not anymore. And for us, every Jew, every Jewish person, for me and for my family, was my brother, my sister. 
we didn't take care if he keeps Shabbos or not keeps Shabbos, because he's my brother anyhow. He's my brother, and we have to feel like brothers and sisters. My house was, my door in my, my house when I grew, where I grew up was a very, very special house. All the, the door was around all the, all the time, in and out. People come in and out, Chiloniim and Datiim and Chayalim and Hasidim and Neturei Karta and Anshei Chinuch and Rebbe, everyone came in and out and some of them came to stay. <laughs> one year, for two years, for three years maybe. Oh my goodness. A lot of them. And every night, it, it was such a public house, every night I have to choose my bed, and I, I got an, a, a special idea, how can I know where I'm going to sleep tonight? Okay? The, the idea was to count foots, how many feet I can see when <laughs> I come into the room, then I can understand where I can find a place to sit. So this was my house, this was my Shabbos table where I grew up when I grew up when I was a young girl. And this was more than it, it was my mother's mission. She explained us every time that to say the word Atiyan Chiloni, we can't know who is, who HaKadosh Baruch Hu appreciate more, this guy or this guy, we can't choose in our eyes. We, ha- we just have to know that everyone is Jewish, every Jewish person is our brother, and we have to appreciate, we have to love him, we have to, to be close with him, we have to feel like real strong with like brothers and sisters. So this was my childhood. So after Meshorim, we moved to Geula. You know, this uh, was like... A long, a long trek, a long, a long uh, trip. <laughs> yeah. Across it's, the it's like six minutes walk and one minute by car, and we feel like we we move to an open neighborhood. Like <laughs> okay, after my wedding, after my marriage, I got married with an American boy. He came from Farakoway. Oh, this is where my wife is from. Very nice. And we decided to live in Ramot because Ramot was a little bit more mixed neighborhood. A lot of room people bought an apartment on this time in Ramot, but a lot of Chiloniim, a lot of Dati Leumi, it was like mixed, very mixed neighborhood. Today, I think Ramot is very, very from. I think 98% from Ramot today is religious people and more, <laughs> and more than religious. So it sounds like you had a very strong sense of Am Yisrael, of, of the Jewish people, as you're growing up. And it sounds like your parents really lived that in their own lives. Where did your parents get those beliefs from? Where did their own uh, strong sense of Israel come I, from? I don't think it's a question because I think few generations, three generations ago, everyone was like this. I think the natural was like, every Jew feel like a brother and sister with all the Jewish nation, right? What happened that we divided for two nations, the Ti'im and Chiloniim, very separate and very far each from other side. This is unnatural. This is not normal. So you ask me, where is my parents taking it? So I, I, I answer, this is not a question. Not a question. The, the problem is that people today feel separate. 
people today feel divided. People today feel like we don't have any conversation, any any subject to discuss each with other. And I think it's very, very bad. It's a big tragedy for me. For me, it's a big tragedy because I think we came from all Europe and all Africa and all North Africa and all, you know, and we came for one reason, to Eretz Israel. Even Eretz Israel was not the best place seven years ago, right? And not the best hope was Eretz Israel. But we came because we have the same strong reason all together. And we came here for this reason. And we decide together to build again this land. And after it happened, something happened from the government, from the Misrata Chinuch education minister. I don't know exactly how it's come, but something happened in the society in Israel. And we divided for almost two nations. And this is a tragedy because, because we really have conflict, strong conflict with the other nation, with the Arabs in Eretz Israel, with the Palestinians, with all our enemies, right? We have a big conflict with them. So why we have to make another conflict between ourselves, between the Jewish people by themselves? We are Jewish and we are here because we are Jewish. This is the only reason why we are here. I don't have to be agree with someone who is not Shomer Shabbat. I think maybe the not Shomer Shabbat, they are not agree with me if my son will not go to the army, right? But after all, even we are not agree with the way how we choose to live, we are still have to love each other. We still have to appreciate each other. So I, I want to understand your description of Me'asharim, of your childhood. I think, you know, as you said, a lot has changed. And really there is a big division now. Why? What changed in the last 40 years that there is no longer this sense, this natural unity, but now it's really become fractured. It's really become separate where people don't talk to each other. People don't feel that connection. What changed? I don't want to take, to, to come into this conversation because I don't want to, if no one will feel guilty with my interview. I think it's not a question what happened. The question is what we can do to change it. The real energy has to go how we can change this tragedy. Understand? Who make it? Why? And how it's happened? And what people feel it to the other? I think it's for the past, right? I'm, I'm walking with the fact. The fact is that I can go on the bus with the same lady 20 years back and forth in the morning and afternoon. And because I cover my head and she doesn't, and she has pants and I don't, I don't have pants, we never stop to speak each to other even for one minute. I never ask her what's her name. And she never asks me what is my name where I'm walking, what I'm doing, why I'm here. And it's very big tragedy. I said again, I'm, I will tell it again, because we came here to Yerushalayim Yerak Kodesh for the same reason. The things we share together, it's much greater than they think we are different. So 
we have to understand it how it's come that I going on the same bus on the same eight o'clock in the morning, three o'clock afternoon, and we collect the kids, collect the kids from the kindergarten, and we don't have any conversation between. It's something something wrong, very wrong, very. So this was the first thing for me. I thought this separation is so bad that they see, and I thought that the prince, the the government, we can't help us. The tsava, the army, can't help us. Only the people, and I think the two sides of the people that I call one side, but it's two sides of people, feel what I feel. It has to come from them. No one happy with it. No one happy with it. After they divided and they become a natural separated, everyone lost something. The Frum community, they lost the connection with Medinat Israel to build Medinat Israel, to build Eretz Israel. And they feel very, very guilty all the years. We are not a part from Medinat Israel. The non-from people, the not religious people, lost the connection with the Torah, with the mitzvot, and sometimes even with God. They lost the connection with God because they became two nations. So if I have a connection with God, maybe I have to go to be religious people. And it's not right at all. So, I mean, everyone, every side lost something very strong with this divided situation. After all, it's very bad feeling for both sides. And no one thinks to make the connection because everyone thought it's too hard and it's too complicated. And, you know, people go away from big, big, big conflict. And I like the conflict. I like, <laughs> I like to go into it, to break the conflict, and to help and to understand it and to understand how we can fix it. So when I understood that it will come only from the people, I thought because of the conflict, we have to make them to feel connect with something real, with something true. So I thought, what is the real, real, real connection between the Dati'im and the Chiloni'im? Our Judaism. What does it mean, Judaism? Judaism means Torah. Judaism means mitzvot. Judaism means Eretz Israel. My history, all this is one word, Judaism. So we have to share our Judaism because, like you say, what we have in common is much more than what we don't have, right? Because the in common, the Meshutaf, is so big and so strong because it's coming from the Torah, mitzvot, historia, our parents, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, they are all of us, they are parents of all of us, right? Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, they are all of us mothers, right? And Yetziat Mitzrayim is a story that is belong to everyone. Ma'amad Ar Sinai, Matan Torah, it's belong to every Jewish person in all, the, all around the world. So we have to share our heritage together, and again, we have to feel like Shutafim partners in such a strong and powerful heritage. So I decided to do it with one-on-one -on -one because I think to study and to learn each of other in the internet, in the, to go to the courses and to hear it from lectors, from Artsim, it doesn't affect you so much. I think it's very effective when a person from this extreme side in the 
religious community and a person from the other side, very, very far from the religious, when they are connect each other with one by one by one, they're building a strong, 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 true connection between them. And they learn together, they study together about our heritage. It can be, you know, very, very big change in the, in the society in Israel. And they will start, start to fight. And I will tell you the truth. We started 10 years ago. Today we are after 10 years. It was a dream. It was like a crazy dream. Fantasia. Like people say, you are fantasioner. You are crazy. It can't be. But today, after 10 years, I can tell you, it's happened. We are in the middle of revolution in the society in Eretz Israel between Haredim and Chiloniim. I speak about the extreme sides, okay? I, I speak about, <laughs> a lot of people ask me why I am not taking also the middle persons, the middle people, like the Tilumi or people. I said, we have to fix the problem with the two extreme. If we will take the two extreme sides and we put them together, the middle side will be okay. So how did you build from having this dream? And there must be other people that look at this and say, it's just terrible, we need to fix it, we need to do something. But you were able to actually do it. How were you able to actually make change and what did you do? You had a dream, this crazy idea? It's two questions. It's two questions. Okay. First so of all, how, how the idea came to my mind, I have to say the Arambam said, Anytime there is one Meshuginer that he take care of the... <laughs> and it's right. And it's right. But right. the real was, the real was, that my mother, Leah Shalom, was very, very public person. She was very, very famous lady, and she named Torah Boimel Alea Shalom. She was the principal of the first Bet Yaakov seminar. She was a very, very famous person, and she made a lot of things for the, for the public. And when she died, Alea Shalom, we, we are seven, she has seven girls. We are seven sisters and sisters. And every one of us uh, decided or tried to make something, the Iluin Nishmata. So it was in my mind a lot of time, like three years after she passed away, I thought I have to do something to create something very big that my mother will have Nachat Ruach for me in the Olam Abba. And I know that she likes Achdus and Avat Israel more than everything. Now how to do it, how to do it. So someone called me and he said, maybe we have to do Chavrus, that we learn together the team in Chironim. I said, I don't want to say no before I try, before I go to my parents, to my neighbors, to my, my staff. I was a teacher in Besiakov. I, I went to them and I asked them. I went to maybe 10 ladies, my closest ladies around me. I said, are you agree to learn with a not religious lady at all, Israeli? And most of them said yes. And after I have, I think, seven or eight answer yes, I went with my son to the doctor. And in the doctor, <laughs> doctor was a lady. She was lady. And the nurse was lady, two, two nurses, and one cleaner lady, and two secretaries. I asked everyone, 
I ask everyone, do you want to learn to study Torah or something about your Judaism or about your identity? Do you want to study with a from lady that she'll learn the Torah? Most of them say yes. It was the one day to understand that it's possible to reconnect Am Israel. How? Through our Judaism, through our identity, because it's strong and both sides want reconnected. I understood it right away because I think 80% said to me yes from both sides. And the 20% they said no. I remember till now, one of them said, oh, I'm shy, I can't. I, and the other one said that she's very sick now, she can't now, she's, she's busy with the problems. This was the answer. So I understand that, first of all, it's interest people. People like the idea. And second of all, it can be because people want it and they want to do it. And they want, and they, they really want to feel, reconnect. So we start Havruses on the phone, right? We got a, a long list for volunteers, Haredim, from religious people. They, they can give 20 minutes, 30 minutes in a week to learn together on the phone. And we go to the students in the university. They like to learn something about Judaism. I, I start to collect lists from students in the university and lists from religious ladies in, in our, our area, okay? We call the from ladies, the religious ladies. We ask, do you want a real friend from the, not the secular side? Do you want to put effort in the connection? Do you want to put time, to give time for this connection? Invest in the, in the connection. Do you want a real friend from the other side? Do you think you have, to, you have anything or something to learn from the other side? And a lady, she said yes. We took a special interview with her and we choose one for five, one for three, one for four sometimes because we want only the real people. They really want to put effort and to invest in this connection. Then we went to the other list of the students in the university. We called them to say, and we asked, do you want a real friend from the religious side? Do you want a real friend that you can ask here whenever you want, whenever you want? Do you want a real friend that you will feel a good, big connection with here, even you choose different ways in your life? And when the students say yes, we try to make the matching, right? to put everyone to the other one and to find the, a lot of things that can, they can help the connection. And then we have a big office with counselor. They have to make the matching, who is good to who, and to follow up the connection. If they feel good one with the other, if they, if they feel good with the connection, if they like it, if they, okay? And then right, right away, after 200, it's become to 1,000. After 1,000, we became to the other 1,000. Today, Baruch Hashem, we have more than 7,000 people. They connect. I mean, it's 14, 15,000 because it's 7,000 pairs. Times two, wow. And I can tell you that it's really make, make a revolution 
Can you share any stories, personal stories of things that have happened between these study partners and ways that people have grown and experienced a sense of connection and love? Before I, I am going to the stories, I want to go to the project by itself because we spoke only about the Chavuses and we have to speak about Mechinot Kdam Tzvayot, Pre-Military Academy. You have to hear about it. Please. We, we grew up, Gadalnu Vegadalnu, more and more and more Chavuses. And then I got a phone call from Talmida. She told me, a student, she told me, I learned by Mechinat Kdam Tzvayot, Pre-Military Academy. Pre-Military Academies, uh, for those unfamiliar, is uh, a year that many students will take after high school before induction into the military to get themselves prepared physically, mentally, uh, scholastically for their time in the, in the service. And also building their identity, Israeli identity, in some cases Jewish identity, depending on the school. So yeah, please continue. So I got a phone call from pre-military academy students. She asked me, she, showed me on, she saw me on the internet, and she asked me if she can... Uh, if she can have an event for Chavrusa. She saw me only with Chavrusa problem. So I said, yes, but we don't make Chavrusa for one night. We make Chavrusa for all the life. We want people that will have very, 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 very strong connection for all the life. And they will put both sides effort and they will give attention for this connection. So one night is nothing. She said, oh, we are agreed to make it for all life. No problem. <laughs> So then we didn't know if it's go, we go. And the Pre-Military Academy, you have to know, it's the elite boys and girls from the Israel because they give one more year. They have to give three years for the army and they decide to give one more year to understand exactly about the identity, what we do here exactly in Eretz Israel. Why are we fighting for? For what? Why we have to be belong to Eretz Israel? Maybe we can go to Canada, to America, to marry with non-Jewish girls and forget about all the suffering. So they, they choose this year to ask themselves the real question of the life, right? So we decide to take them for one night and to explain them how it will be good if they can take everyone for all their life. And we try. It was very, very, very special night. It was, in the beginning, it was a little bit complicated to ask the Haredi community please come to share with us this night. I remember we had 64 boys and girls together, 32 and 32, and we have to collect 32 boys from and 32 ladies from ladies. And it was not simple because we brought them to the from neighborhood, Ramot Daled. But after the event, everyone was so happy. And so many strong things happened on this event. We decide to speak on this event about where we're coming from. Mimitzrayim, through, through Eretz Israel, through Europe and back to Eretz Israel and South Af North Africa, right? So this was the subject of this event. And everyone was in the sky. Everyone loved it and happy. And I remember they, they asked me, they're not from boys and girls, you really think we are Jewish like you? We are the same Jewish like you? Okay. After this, this Mechina, it's called Nachshon, Mechina Kdam Tzvait Nachshon, 
מכינה קדם צבאית יצמין פרי מליטר אקדמי. It's called נחשון. They told me we have not only one מכינה, we have three מכינות נחשון. So maybe you can make it for another three. And we make it. It was amazing. Today, what we have in the מכינות קדם צבאיות. We are really, really, really deep in the מכינות קדם צבאיות. Every מכינה, only the non-fru מכינות, there is a lot of the תלאומי מכינות. We don't work with them because they know who, who they are. We work with the, with the non-fru מכינות קדם צבאיות. We have this year, we have, ברוך השם, 19 מכינות קדם צבאיות. So, what happened to me? For me, it was a big, big, big surprise to see boys and girls, they are going to give one, three years from their from the life for the country, for the military, and they're not clear why. And it was a very dangerous time, and I think maybe these boys and girls will be in a dangerous situation in the army, and first of all, they don't know that Hashem going with them to the, to the milchama, to the war, right? And I think it's to take them a big privilege. They can pray to Hashem. When they will be in the war, when they will be in a dangerous situation, they can pray to Hashem. And more than to pray, they have to understand that Hashem goes with the Jewish people to the army. Hashem goes with, with them. Without, without Hashem, they can't, they can't do nothing without Him. So I, I understood if they will understand Hashem with us in the war, they will be stronger. They will be more good soldiers. They will have koach, power, to fight because they understand. I think to take it away from the soldier is going to give you three years. It's very tragedy. And also, if you can pray to him, if you know that he is with you, you can speak to him. Please, Hashem, help me to do my job the best way. So it's something to, to give them. And I understood to connect them to the Torah, it will make them more... First, it will make the connection to Eretz Israel more clear. And second of all, to make the connection with Hashem, it will make them more good soldiers, more idealistic soldiers, more understand the... The reason, the, the big, 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 big reason why we are here, why we are going to the army. So this, like, it came to my mind, this idea to make Havrusas with the all not religious pre-military academy. And if the first dream was like, people say I'm crazy, the second dream, <laughs> people almost... wants to put me in the hospital. <laughs> because it, I have to tell you, because before the army, they don't want to give the education about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Torah, because they have to make them soldiers, and soldier has to know, he has to fight. You know, they don't want to mix emunah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the military uh, education. And after all, I remember in the first year, they asked me, what will be if no one will be Choser B'Tshuva in your program? If no one will become religious, right? Yeah. What will be if no one will be religious? You will continue with us? 
They want to make me a test. If I am missionary, if I want them to be religious or not. And I said the truth. If one of them will be religious, I will not be sad. I will not cry. <laughs> But this is not my goal at all. My goal is to connect two people together to Torah and to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they have free choice to choose how they want to live. No one can be machzir b'tshuva, the other one. Everyone has his free choice. And they, you know, they become more relaxed. And we became, we became very, very, right away, first of all, I have to tell you, me and the principal till now of the Mechina became very, very, very good friend on the first conversation. We are very good friends till today. I know his family. He knows my family. He comes to visit us with his family. Even, even he's not Shomer Shabbat. He's my brother. He's close to me. I'm close to him. My husband very close to him. They, you know, we're making a lot of things together. We spend time together. We are very, very close. So after we started the Mechinot Gam Tzveyot, the first problem was the Chiloniim. It was a friend. I want to make them Haredim. After we crossed this problem, we have a problem with the Haredi side. Oh, you bring us the Chayalim, you bring us the soldiers, you want us to go to the army, maybe you want us to go to, maybe to be more open, you want us to take them to my house, but my house is very religious and is, is very, not, is very not religious. So it was a little bit machsom, but I, wa I went with my true, with my MS, yes? I don't want to make you in the army. I don't want to make them religious. I just want to make good, strong connection between everyone and together, the boy and the boy together with the Torah, together with our heritage, together with our identity, together with all my history and with all the things that we are really the same, right? So we start with the Mechina. What's going on today in the Mechinot Dam Tzvayot? I think it's very, very, very big. It's not, you know, organization. Today it's like a movement. It's something very big today. And uh, what we do? We give everyone, like we say, every Mechina is like 60, 70 uh, boys and girls. We give every Mechina Dam Tzvayot. Every school has one neighborhood. Haredi neighborhood, they adapt them for all the year, and we count the same numbers, boys, boys, girls, girls. So if, let's say, 35 boys, 35 girls in one Mechina, we take Ramat Eshkol, Ramat Eshkol neighborhood, and we have 35 Avrechim, Lomdei Torah, 35 ladies, Neshot Avrechim, and they adapt each other. Once a month, we make event, and we meet each other. We, Rabbi Osher Weiss, he chose for us all the main subjects that we have to discuss on this year. He gave us 10 subjects. Every month, we have one subject to discuss. One month, the Haredim going to the Mechinak Dam Tzvayit Chilonit. One month, the Chiloniim coming to the Haredim neighborhood, something like this. And we, we bring them a lector that he speak about this subject and he gives them a paper with all mikorot. He gives them the sources and after he finished the speech, they have to ask him question and answers, like we say question and answers. 
And after one and a half hour, they sit together, they ask the lector, they are going to discuss all this subject with the Chavruta private. One by one. They, we give them books, we give them sometimes Pirkei Avot, sometimes Chumash Bereshis, sometimes another books, and they sit together and they learn one, uh, one and a half hour Torah about the same subject that the lector says. After we finish to learn, after three hours, we make a break and then we say, now we have to finish to discuss this subject all these months, one by one, on the telephone, you can go to him, you can come to visit him, you can invite him to your house, however you want, but you have to finish this subject till the next month. And after the end of the year, they have 10 subjects they discuss very, very deep. They have one chavruse, he put effort inside very, very strong, and we have four major days of every Mechina during the year. One is Sukkot, because I want them to, to come to Meshorim and to see Sukkot in the street. One is Hanukkah, because Hanukkah we fight. Rabbim, Rabbim, we have to understand together what does it mean. And he, every Chavos is going to the Haredi house to Ner Hanukkah, they make a nice, nice, nice. Party. The third one is Shabbos. Also, again, the Chiloniim coming to the Haredi house for Shabbos and to see what does it mean Shabbos table, what does it mean Zmirot Shabbat, what does it mean to keep Lametet Avot Melacha. And the fourth one is a trip to Yerushalayim. So after this year, the not religious boy got, first of all, discussed very, very big, strong discussion about 10 basic subject in Judaism, and he has a good, close friend. He will follow up in the, he will follow him in the army. He will go with him maybe to the first day in the army, and he will pray for him. He will be very close to him in the future. The Haredi also got very strong thing. He understand now the, the soldiers. What does it mean? This boy is 18 years old. He's going to be maybe to give his life for me to protect us. At the end of the year, it's very interesting to see, to see, take these two boys and to ask them, what did you get for the year? So the Haredi said, I understood how much I have to be a Kohasat, to have a Kohasat to my gratitude, to every soldier. And the Chiloni said, I understood now this year, during this year, I will go to the army, I will not be religious, but I understand why I'm fighting for, for what we fight. Why we came here to Eretz Israel, we took it on the Arabs, for what? And I appreciate my friend because he gives all his life for Torah mitzvot, and without him, we don't have the nation anymore. I understood that we need Shomrei Torah mitzvot to continue the nation. Can you tell me one or two stories about some of the connections that have developed among people? Okay. So I want to tell you a story about Dafka de Mechinot Gdam Tzvayot, because I think it's a special story. I remember on Tzuk Eitan, if you remember four years ago, four years ago, now it's four years ago, Tzuk Eitan, I got a phone call from a boy he named Rimon. 
Ramon called me, he said, I, uh, Mrs. Schneider, I want to speak with you. I don't know if you remember me. I finished the last year, I was in the Mechina Gdam Tzvayi, but today I am in the, it was one year ago, and today I am in Gaza. I'm going to, I'm in Tzuketan. I am one of the soldiers he is in Gaza. And they gave us today four hours for a break to meet the family, uh, to take a shower or something like this. Four hours, we they took us outside from Gaza, near Gaza. And I have four hours, and I really, really, really want to spend these hours with my Chavruse. But the problem is my Chavruse is Avrech Koilel, is learning in Rechassim, in Kfar Hasidim, and I can't reach him. I said, why you can't reach him? He said, I can't reach him because now it's 10 o'clock in the morning and he's in the koilel and the phone is off in the koilel. So I can't reach him. So I said, listen, Ramon, I appreciate your call. I'm happy that you call me and I will reach Yossi. Don't worry. I will reach Yossi for you. I call Yossi and it was right. The phone was closed because in the, in the middle of Seder Aleph, if you know what does it mean, in the yeshiva. He's studying in the morning, yeah. Right, so he can't, he can't answer the phone when he's studying. So I called to the Rosh Koilel. I know who is the Rosh Koilel. I called him. I said, listen, Ramon has a break outside of Gaza. He preferred to call Yossi. He, he called also to the parents, but he preferred to spend the time with Yossi because he thinks it's important. Can you please reach Yossi? He said, and how Yossi will go to the Gaza? I said, I don't know. I, I leave it for you. And the Rosh Koilel ordered a taxi for Yossi. He sent him from Rechassim to Gaza. He told him, please, you have to stop now. You have to go to Gaza because if Ramon wants to learn with you, you have to go to him. And he ordered for him a taxi. Yossi went to Gaza and he find him and they hug each other. Very, very nice. And then the parents come. The parents came from Ma'alot and the sister came from Ma'alot. So Ramon, one second stop, he said, Abba, Ima, my dear parents, do you know, you believe me that this is more, more important now for me to sit with Yossi and to learn his, it's more important now than everything? The parents cried, they said, yes, we know it. We know if we want to save you, we know that this is more important than everything. And they sat with him, the parents and the sister, and more soldiers come and come and come. And Yossi and Ramon sat near Gaza when it was, you know, was such a big bums in this in these hours. And they sat and learned together. And for me, it was very very strong story because when a man, when a person, when a soldier in Gaza has a break for four hours. And I think that it's the best idea to spend these four hours with Yossi, his Chavursa from last year. For me, it was the big, big stample on my organization. Beautiful story. Um, if you want another story, I will tell you. <laughs> and as noted earlier, we recorded this interview in two segments. And so here begins segment number two recorded in a slightly different environment with a slightly different sound. And now, back to Tzili Schneider. I have another story. I think it's a very, very important story. And it helped me, at least, 
to understand what we do during the year in the Mechina Kedam Tzvaid. We just started a new academic year, and I know about Beis Yaakov seminar, it's called Beis Yaakov Ma'alot in Yerushalayim. And Beis Yaakov seminar starts after uh, 12 grades, and uh, most of the girls are coming from a lot of high school, Beis Yaakov high school. And it was a special, special meeting on the first day on this academic year, September 1st, the seminar Ma'alot. One of the girls came to the first year of the seminar. She named Rachel. Rachel came, she studied by another seminar till this year, and she came like she feel very strange, very not comfortable because it's a new seminar for her. And before she, she has time to look around, one of the girls hug her so, so, so strong and squeezed her, Rachel, Rachel, you remember me? She looked around and she see a nice girl. No, she never know her before. She never met her before. Her name was Noah. So she asked, who are you? She said, my name is Noah. You don't remember me? Oh, the first name before I, I changed it to Noah was Eden. You remember me? She said, no, I don't. So Noah started to cry. And she told her, listen, Rachel, three years ago, I was in the Mechina Gdam Tzvaib. And they asked all of the girls to go to be hosted by from community in Ramot. And every two girls from the Mechina, two boys or two girls, went to one of the family in Ramot Gimel. And I came to your house. I remember myself. That's what Noah said. I remember myself. I prepared myself so, so specific to be covered. to respect the phone family. I remember myself going up the stairs to your floor. You, I remember where you live, in the third floor, in the, in the big building. I knock on the door. I remember even the smell in the step room. And I knock on the door, and then I came into your house, Rachel, and I got shocked because I saw such a beauty house. And your mother was... with the Nerot Shabbat. The candles. The, yeah. And the smell of the soup, of the cholent, of the fish, of the chicken was so, 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 so strong. And I came into the house. You, Rachel, opened me the door. You come to, you told me, please come to sit down on the, on the sofa because my mother has to finish. And I, with my friend together, we sat together on the sofa with you and I start to cry. And I cried and I cried and I cried all these Shabbos. And I didn't know why I am crying. Why I am crying? Then your father came home from Shul. I remember exactly even the napkins were set up on the table. I remember the dishes. It was so nice and so new for me. Your father came with four boys home. And all the boys wear the same sweater. I remember every, every, every single prat. I don't know Detail. how to tell you. Yeah. And he said, so nice, Eshet Chayil. He sung it. He spoke so nice, even to me. And I couldn't stop to cry. I cried, and I cried, and I cried. And I asked myself, what happened to you, Noah? The first name was Eden. What happened to you, Eden? 
Why do you cry? Did they make something wrong with you? Did they say something wrong with you? Did they insult you? Are you angry? Are you hungry? Are you embarrassed? Are you shy? Why do you cry? I ask myself. This is the story what Noah said to Rachel. And I couldn't have the answer. I couldn't get the answer why I am crying. The next day, I asked my madricha, my counselor, to come again to your house. I came on the Shabbos day meal. I came to your house again. And we sat and I still cry and cry and cry. Then we went all together, the third meal, we went all together. We ate by another family, like a group together. And I still cry. No reason. I couldn't explain myself what happened to me. I remember myself. Then on the bus, I got a point. I went on the bus to go home, to go back to my Mechina Gdam to my school, and I understood why I am crying, because I want also such a nice family. All the atmosphere of the family was so strong for me, because my parents are not together, we have some problem in my house, and all the harmony in the family, and all the, the effort the small kids make, try to put to make me feel good in this Shabbos was so, so, so nice. And I understood. I cried because I want also such a nice family. And I decide on the way back to my Mechina. I will have such a nice Shabbos table like this family. After we finished the academic year, I went to the army. I remember myself keep very, very big connection with my Chavuzne all the time during the army. We start to learn together. I said to her, I want to have a nice Shabbos table in my house, in my family. And she started to learn with me step by step. And she prepared me. After I finished the army, two years in the army, I went right away to Neve Yerushalayim. And a year later, Neve Yerushalayim sent me here to the Siakov seminar to finish with my diploma. And the first day for me in the seminar, the Siakov seminar, I see you, Rachel, and you are the reason why I am here now. And Rachel came home and she told her mother, you know, my, my dear mother, you remember Noah? She said, no, because they are busy with a lot of boys or girls from the Mechinak Dantzweit. She said, listen, this Noah said she went to Neve Yerushalayim only because we host her for one Shabbos meal. So, and she has no family. So Rachel's family, Rachel's mother and father, tried to adapt Noah for their family. And today Noah and Rachel are real, real, real two sisters in the house of Rachel House in Ramot Gimel. For me, this story was very, very, very powerful because I understood the connection continue during the Tzava, after the Tzava, after the army. They're still good friends. They're still brothers and sisters. After a few years, they still feel so close. So this means that what we put in the Mechina, in the 
this academic year, what we put in, it is a lot, a lot long-term results. That's what I feel with this story. Another story was last week, one of the army officers called me and he said, you know, Tilly, my name is Nativ. You remember me? My name is Nativ. I said, no, I don't remember. He said, okay, I was by your project in Mechina Gdan Tveit when I was in the Mechina. Now I am a big officer in the army. And when I was in the Mechina Gdan Tveit, in the Pre-Military Academy, we have very, very, very experience with Kesha Yehudi. And today when I am officer in the army, I want all my soldiers will have the same experience. So I want to ask you, we are not in the Mechinak Dam Tveit, but I want to ask you if you are agreed to make for us Shabbos or Hanukkah party or Purim party or Yerushalayim, Jerusalem trip like you make for us. And I will be very, happy, very, very happy because all my soldiers are going to be uh, leaders and uh, teachers in the army and officers in the army. And I want to give them as much identity, Jewish identity, that I can. So I really ask you if you can host us for some of the events like we have when we were in the Mechina Kedam Tzvait. So I think these stories from the Mechina Kedam Tzvait can a little bit explain us how deep is the connection and how deep is the experience where they feel during the year with the Kesha Yehudi in the Mechina Kedam Tzvait. And is that the main thing you want them to come away with? Is that connection to their partner? Or are there other long-lasting impressions or messages that you'd like them to preserve? You know who teach me what I want? I want to tell you that they showed me, the students and the Haredim that are involved in the Mechina program, they showed me what, what to expect from them in the end of the year. Every year finished by, by a small party, like the, the Haredim, the Chiloniim, come together and they argue together and they promise each to, uh, everyone to, the, to his friend that they will not be, you know, they will not forget each other forever and like this with a lot of tissues, a lot of tears <laughs> and a lot of emotional. I, I, I can't miss one of these parties because it's something to feel. You can cut the air when you, when you are there, okay? But my expectation is what I hear from so many students and Haredi students also. I hear the Haredi side in the end of the year said, oh, we understood how much a course Appreciation. We, need, we have to appreciate the soldiers. They protect us. They're going to the army and I can sit and learning in Hebron, in Ponovish, Toyret, only because they go into the army and they protect us. They are heroes because they protect us and they gave us Eretz Israel to learn Torah here. This is the Haredi side. And they didn't understand it before. The Chiloni side, the secular side said, we understand 
how important it is to protect people they sitting and learning Torah and keep Shabbos and keep Pesach and keep Yom Kippur because if they will not keep for us the soul, we will not need anymore the body because we keep the body, but they keep for us the Ruach. The spirits. Okay? Yes, and if they will not keep the Ruach, we will don't have the body anymore. We can't survive Jewish nation without the Ruach. So we need them to keep for us the Ruach of Am Israel, and we will keep them, the body, we protect them, we help them to stay in Eretz Israel, to stay in Medina Israel, okay? So we need each other, and we are still very, very, very strong partners, because they take care of the Ruach, and we take care of the land of the Medina. So we are really partners. Beautiful. And we are re- really appreciate everyone on the other side. Tzili, any new projects, any new initiatives that you're looking forward to that you'd like to add to the organization in the near future? Yeah. Um, I want to make very big connection. In community, they are mixed. Like mm. in Yerushalayim, like yeah, I want to make such a center in places there is very secular and very full people, and to make every place like this to make a center with will be everyone will be invited to be mixed and to share each with the other side. I say it in Hebrew, and you will explain. Achalom sheli livnot bechol ir. בארץ ישראל, ובכל שכונה בארץ ישראל, לבנות מרכז שימשוך אליו צעירים חילוניים ודתיים, במיוחד שרוצים לשבור את הקיר בין דתיים וחילוניים. במיוחד שרוצים להרגיש ביחד. במיוחד שרוצים לשנות את האווירה בארץ ישראל. And really just to paraphrase, her beautiful and poetic words, Celia is saying that she'd like to create a center in every town in Israel that is specifically designed to draw in people who want to interact with those who are dissimilar from them, with those who are passionate about breaking down the walls of division between the various populations in Israel to learn from one another, to share with each other, to experience each other in a warm and loving environment. Her dream is to build centers in towns throughout Israel that will be expressly designated for that purpose. And a long-term dream of mine is all around the world. Even in America, there are so many communities. We start something in the five towns from and not from people meet together and share together all the Jewish culture, all the Jewish Torah, all the Jewish year, Chagei Israel, and they do it so nice. And my long-term dream is to do these communities all around America, all around Europe, around wherever people are Jewish together to feel Am Echad. One nation. Mikam Israel. 
Tilly Schneider, Kesher UD, thank you very much. This has been Ari Koretsky on Jews You Should Know. Please visit us at JewsYouShouldKnow.com and subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you consume podcasts. Find us on social media at JewsYouShouldKnow. If you'd like to become a supporter of this podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. And you can do so by visiting Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash JewsYouShouldKnow. Finally, If you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review so that we can continue to grow and introduce many more people to Jews you should know.